0: Hello and welcome to the mlm.com podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. Today we are talking with Lynn Berdowski of milliondollarpartygirl.com. Lynn has been a successful direct seller for over 25 years and is now a sought-after direct sales expert and empowering keynote speaker for direct sales conferences and women's organizations. She recently released the book, Facebook Party Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl, which is currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. How are you, Lynn?
1: I'm great. How are you, Kenny?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I've been looking forward to this. Um, Before we dive into our topic today, I wanted to give our listeners a little chance to know a little bit more about you. I know that you just last week released a book. It's number one on Amazon, and you've obviously got your website and the mentoring and and success uh, speaking that you do. Can you give us a little bit more background?
1: Sure. So I started in direct selling in 1990, dating myself now. I was uh, working full time. Uh, I was actually one of the, probably the few women in direct sales back then that came into the business from a corporate career. You know, it was right after the the 80s. So most of the direct sellers at that time were stay-at-home moms that were looking for extra income. I had a full-time career and wanted to be home and be a, a home-based mom, work-at-home mom, and got invited to a home party and just felt that I had found my passion and purpose and Jumped right in and was able to quit my corporate career within six months, got to the highest level in the company in just two years and maintained you know, that top level of leadership for over two decades. So I started Million Dollar Party Girl five years ago, really just to help more direct sellers succeed. I just saw that there was such a need for it. And I know we're going to be talking a lot about technology, but the business has changed a lot since 1990. And, um, you know, so many direct sellers are looking for that guidance and mentoring to figure out how to get from here to there, how to use Facebook, how to do it authentically and, uh, you know, and ethically. So
0: yeah, and I appreciate all of those takeaways. And actually, uh, we are primarily going to be talking about the tools. But before we jump into that, something you said stood out to me where, yeah, you're coming from a corporate background is actually uh, pretty impressive. And it sounds like you were pretty successful on on the corporate side. What do you attribute uh, your passion for direct selling? Uh, why do you think you're so passionate about direct selling versus the corporate side of life?
1: You know, it was so refreshing for me to be in that direct selling environment coming from a corporate background. And I know we say as women we've come a long way, baby, but in, in many ways we haven't. You know, here we are uh, over almost three decades later. We still are talking about women earning less than men in the corporate world, the glass ceiling, you know, things that I thought would have problems that have been solved by now have not. And so for me, coming from uh, a successful corporate career, I was making what would be equivalent to six figures in today's money, but it was mostly a man's world. And I haven't really seen that shift change that much where women are just still not getting to those higher positions. So for me it was really a place where the glass ceiling did not exist, where women could be and do whatever they wanted to be and feel empowered. And uh you could you could probably hear my voice I get pretty passionate when I when I um think about the opportunities. And of course, it's for women and men. But, you know, my perspective at that point, being a woman in a man's field, it, it was like, you know, the skies opened up. And I just thought, there has to be other women that feel the way I do. And really, this is a, this is a life changing business for women that want to make those higher incomes, but also want to help other women get there. And so that's what really connected with me.
0: You know, and that, I, I think, is a really powerful insight. And that is one of the things that um, I do like about our industry is that, you know, people are independent entrepreneurs and they're really, the only limitation is themselves, right? They're able to go out and um, the comp plan's there, the products are there, the opportunity's there. And to the extent that they're willing uh to go out and do the work uh they have that ability and and one of the things that i think is so impressive about what you're doing now with million dollar party girl is turning around and, and helping those who are coming behind you and that's another thing that i've really liked about our industry is um that there is a kind of an abundance mentality where people are willing to help one another uh build success and and it's uh, really an industry built on teamwork. So thank you for coming on and and thanks for sharing that background. Cause I do think that, uh, you know, you talk about dating yourself, but I don't look at it in that way. You've got a lot of experience that you can bring to this conversation. And I'm curious how you've seen particularly parties and the way that they're, um, orchestrated evolve over the time that you've been in the industry.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because, um, I, I, in many ways, I'm telling people what's old is new. You know, I obviously share a lot about best practices and and how to be successful with parties today. And we went from a time period where so much was transitioning into automation, and we stopped, of course, sending part you know paper party invitations, and now everything is a Facebook event. But interestingly enough. I, you know, I still encourage people to send a handwritten thank you note. And so in many ways, you can uh, kind of look at things that used to be effective and, and bring them back because now that's innovative. Actually sending something in the mail is is an innovative idea because nobody does it anymore and we don't get mail anymore, right? You know, you open your mailbox and there's maybe three pieces of mail in there. So um, it's, I really feel like it is, merging technology with some of those old school ways that work that we can that that still work and that are really refreshing to people because nobody's doing it anymore
0: yeah and that is kind of an interesting thing about technology is it it comes along and it disrupts things and people think that everything is, is totally replaced um and then We kind of settle back into this area where it's like, hey, you know, maybe some of the old ways are good and and aided by technology. Uh, And it does very much like you say, I think you use the term kind of settling back in. Um, But but yeah, uh, merging the old ways and the new ways. So what are some of the ways that you're seeing technology help in the party plan world? Uh, And what are maybe some downfalls of technology or ways that people lean on it too much?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, technology definitely is a huge, at the end of the day, I think it's the best time saver that we have. You know, things that used to take hours to do. I used to hand write order forms and tally marks and tally up the quantities that people wanted a particular item. And of course, that's all done online now, right? Uh, like I said, nobody mails paper, or postcard invitations anymore. We used to have to do those all by hand. So it gives you time but then there's also the, those time sucks technology can also be a, a a big rabbit hole that people fall down where they feel like they're being productive because they're on Facebook all day long. <laughs> it's like, I was so busy today, but are they really getting anything done? So I think it is really looking to see where you're putting your time, where you're putting your efforts, and are those efforts serving you and your customer in the best way? So that you are focusing on a, on those business building activities, you know, in, in network marketing we call them IGAs, income generating activities. And yes, Facebook can definitely be an income generating activity if if you're doing it correctly and you're doing it well. So it's definitely a challenge, but it's not going away. You know, my daughters are millennials, and the phone is is just an extension of their everyday life. I I joined Snapchat so that I could connect with them in their space. And you know, they they're oversharing all day long of, of their life's little moments, and it's it's just seamless to them, and it's just part of their world. So, I think it's either be you know, if you really want to be part of the future of any industry and just life in general, uh, it's important to jump in and and uh, try try it out. But again, do it so that it serves you and your customers in the right way.
0: And, and do you have any uh, tips in particular for the way that that might, might be done? Uh, you know, you mentioned Facebook and and people feeling like they're really working hard because they're on Facebook all day and they're sharing things. But I'm sure we all have seen examples of people who are effective uh, in in sharing and generating interest versus versus those who just feel overbearing. Uh, and you even start to have the the temptation to maybe mute them, or or you start glazing over uh, what it what it is that, that they're posting. Um, what are some of the t- tricks for being effective versus um, maybe turning off people that might otherwise be interested?
1: Yes, that that is an excellent question, and. Again, I just think there's best practices out there that that people are just not aware of. And uh, Facebook, especially your personal profile, is not the place to be blasting those marketing messages that so many direct sellers and and network marketers are doing. And if you look at those messages, they really have a like or comment on them. And so and then those are the people that get hidden. And it's interesting because I was with family this weekend. And my sister was going through her newsfeed, and she's like, "Oh, I'm hiding this person." And I said, "Oh, what happened?" And she said, there's that there's another message about her fill in the blank direct sales business. So people don't even realize that really that they are spamming their friends and family and ruining their warm market really quickly. So you know one of the things I talk about is that like know and trust factor. The reason people do business with you, is because they like you, they know you, and they trust you. And that's one thing that you can communicate really, really quickly on Facebook. And that's just by sharing parts of your everyday life that connect, connect you with other people, whether it's, you know, your family photos, a trip you're on. You don't have to share those marketing message for people to do business with you. And trust me, if you have a business page, they'll click right on over to see what you're all about without you even having to tell them to. That's just what people know to do. Like they Google you when they you know, want to learn more about you. So we don't have to be talking about our business in order to build those connections. People do business with people they like, and that's one thing that you can communicate really effectively with Facebook just by sharing little parts of your life and being a little bit more vulnerable.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's a a fantastic way of putting it. And I I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Um, But I think that goes along with a a word that you used earlier in our conversation, which is uh, being authentic. So I think back to my own personal experiences and and people that I know either on Facebook or Instagram or or any of these uh, different areas, um, the people that I'm most intrigued by and uh, are first the people who cultivate my my trust in them and the people that I don't feel like they're gonna be disappointed in me if I'm not interested in whatever opportunity it is they're pursuing um, but that that seem authentic in their their desire to help people um and also to to be friends right that the the friendship isn't based on, Hey, you're my friend. I'm doing this opportunity, or I'm selling this product, and I expect you to try it. That they, uh, and and then by like you say, being um, a little bit vulnerable and a little bit open, they cultivate that uh, intrigue, um, and that it comes across very, very authentic and very true to who they are. Um, and I do think that that's one of the things that you know, social media. And this goes back to before social media. I mean, we've all heard stories of people signing up for different direct sales opportunities just to get their brother-in-law off their back, things like that. And so so it predates social media, but it is something where social media can reach into your home so easily, but you can also shut it off easily, right? So people might think, hey, I've got 900 friends or 2000 friends, but if they've constructed it in such a way that everybody's hidden them, uh, then then yeah, you've you've soured your warm market, like you like you say. So I like that, uh, like know and trust. So what do you consider to be the the best tools out there right now um, for building a business and 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 executing a successful party?
1: Well, you know, first I think first and foremost. I think we have to just really keep it simple and remember that the conversations we have in real life are the same kind of conversations we can have online. And for some reason we forget that when we're on Facebook, people say and do things on Facebook, they would never ever say in real life. So, you know, First, kind of keep that in your back pocket, that ask yourself, is this something I would actually say to somebody in real life? And if not, then think twice about it. Um, But there are definitely some great tools out there for partying online. One of my favorites, um, of course, Facebook Live is an awesome tool for online parties because nothing builds that like-know-and-trust factor faster then live streaming and uh, that's not going away anytime soon video content is uh we're just going to be seeing more and more of it and facebook has already said that they're already seeing that within the next two years the news feed will be predominantly video so it's not a matter of when or if or should i it's pretty much happening and it's it's happening now so that's at the top of the list Um, also google forms Are you familiar with Google Forms at all?
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: Well, I feel like that's one of the best kept secrets um, for direct sellers. Google probably doesn't even know that they created (laughs) an awesome form for direct sellers. But, you know, it's free. All of these things I'm talking about are easily accessible and, and free to use. And that's really important because in direct sales, it's all about being duplicatable. Right. You have to be whatever you're doing, your team, that brand new consultant has to be able to do it, too, or you're not going to be able to build a thriving business. So Google Forms, it's free, it's simple to use, um, and it's a great virtual lead funnel to use on Facebook parties. It takes the old what we used to call a door prize slip or a customer form at home parties where they filled out a form for an entry for a prize drawing, and we can now do that in a virtual way. And interestingly enough, the results, because I've tested this out, and of the hundreds of people that have filled out my Google form on Facebook parties, over 62% yes, said yes to booking some kind of party which is a much higher percentage that, than at a home party. And I think because it's virtual, it's just a matter of check this box versus where people are handwriting, you know, yes, I want that. They're more tuned to say no if they have to write it themselves. But if it's like, check a box, do you want this? Sure, the results are much higher. So uh, again, I think that's one of the, the little secret sauce uh, that you can implement into your Facebook parties to generate more leads, and you, you must have some kind of lead funnel to really make that online party and home party successful.
0: So that is, uh, I mean, I'm blown away by that. So you're basically using Google Forms as kind of a, a are you using it as a questionnaire slash survey as part of your um, Facebook live parties? Is that, is that how you're util- utilizing that?
1: Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I've used it for a lot of things. Vendor events, Facebook parties, customer sample requests. There there are quite a lot of ways that you can use it in direct sales. But that is, um, you know, basically you're sharing with a link on a Facebook party. It's just a matter of a link that you post into the party and anybody can fill it out. And Google puts all of those results into a spreadsheet for you. So again, systems are real important in any kind of business, especially follow-up systems. And so this really is a two-for-one. It's a lead funnel and a follow-up system. And it is free.
0: Well, yeah. No, that that's impressive because, yeah, I've used... Uh... Google Forms quite a bit myself, but that would have never occurred to me. And I think the thing that I'm so impressed with in the way that you and others are, are kind of taking these free or, or low cost technologies and kind of using them in, in an ad hoc purpose um, to, to facilitate this kind of shift. Now, do you, do you when you're doing a Facebook party, are you doing that in conjunction with a, a, an in-home party or do you treat them as two separate things?
1: Well, it could be. So, uh, you know, a Facebook party is an online party by itself. But I would say 95% of hostesses having in-home parties are also creating a Facebook event for it to invite their guests. So there's no reason why you cannot go live on Facebook during the party. That's pretty fun. You can yeah. get that whole Whole party vibe, you can have some of the guests talking about what some of their favorite items are, the hostess can share. And so the non attendees that could not make the party can feel like they're a part of it and increase your party results. And they can also fill out the door prize slip with your virtual, you know, Google form. So it, it really helps you expand your reach so much bigger than you know just doing a traditional home party where you really had no way in the past to share that with people that couldn't make it
0: you know that uh, like i said this is a fascinating thing to me um just i, I consider myself you know very technically technologically savvy and it drives my wife nuts that i want to get all of the latest and greatest gadgets but <laughs> this idea of coming together and using these technologies um for Uh, for a party, uh, I I just find so impressive. So in your opinion, you know, we've got a lot of people in this space who are trying to create tools, uh, specifically for network marketers, uh, and direct sellers. Yet I see people gravitating a lot towards, you know, you, you mentioned Google forms and how Google probably has no idea what a useful tool they've made for direct selling. What do you think it is about the tools created within our space that that are lacking? And what do you think uh, would help uh, would help consultants um, if somebody were to, to create a tool for them?
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, for for all of my two decades plus in direct sales, I have seen so many direct sellers find a way when there wasn't one. You know, we have always been uh, kind of the innovators in our, in our marketplace to see something and go, oh, wow, this would be great for my business. You know, how can I use this? And so there's so many companies out there that probably have things that they develop that are not even aware of how direct sellers are using it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the online party is definitely a really key that that hasn't been served yet in order to bring the best of all of these best practices together into one platform. And like I said, you know, direct sellers will figure figure it out and find a way. And I've been using other tools to go live on Facebook parties and, and test other ways to have that experience. But it's It's still a little clunky, you know, to bring all the, you know, the scheduling, schedule the the post, going live, having that virtual lead funnel. Imagine if somebody created something that brought all of that together in one space, it would be pretty awesome. But that has not happened yet.
0: Yeah, well, and and I have always been impressed uh, with leaders and, and direct sellers, the fact that they... You know it's kind of like water finding its way downhill. It's gonna find a way. Um, and I think it is the mark of uh, a really uh, keen mind with indirect selling to find these tools and find ways to to utilize them. Um so we're getting a, a little bit short on time. I want to thank you so much for the time that you've already given us. And I, I'd like to end by asking you to to answer two questions. One, uh, in your mind, what are some ways that that corporate offices can be more supportive of the field uh, and the tools that, that they could possibly provide um, and just support in general? Uh, and then two, what would you say to people starting up who are a little bit nervous? I mean, you start talking about Facebook live videos, that can be a pretty intimidating forum, I would think. And maybe it's just me because I'm little bit introverted. It takes, it took me a while to, to really gear up, to, to do a podcast. Um, and, and Facebook live, I, I consider a little bit more intimidating. So what, uh, what bit of advice would you have for someone who's maybe just starting, uh, into the, into the space?
1: Well, to answer the first question from the corporate perspective, um, I've, I've talked to a lot of different corporate direct sales companies, and it seems like there's two camps. There's the companies that are embracing the new and technology and teaching their consultants how to use it. And then there's the companies that are kind of still stuck in the old ways um, to the point that their consultants are not only intimidated, but feel bad that they're, you know, doing a Facebook party that it's just not embraced. So I think my, my message there is just to, from that corporate level, you've got to lead the way and have the vision to see where the future is. And I just think be open to everybody and all the different ways there are to serve our customers in the space that our customers want to be served, which might not be the way that we are used to or the traditional ways so that's the answer to the first question to the second um practice makes perfect right and absolutely facebook live can be intimidating doing the first home party is intimidating to most direct sellers i was scared to death to do not just my first home party but my my first month of home parties they offered me a glass of wine i was like sure (laughs) because i was so nervous so anytime you try something new, it's okay to be nervous. That's normal and that's just natural, right? You're learning you're learning something you haven't done before. But there is a way to learn that you can feel comfortable so that you can practice till you build your confidence. And that's when you succeed, right? You build your confidence, your belief that you can do it. So the easiest way to do that is to create a secret group on Facebook. Maybe you and your best friend, or you and your husband, or you and your sister, and you are the only two people on the planet that know about that group that can see it and see the content in it. And honestly, that's what I do. I have a secret group that I use for trying new things out so that I'm not trying it out in public. I'm testing it first until I'm comfortable, and then I'm ready to share it maybe with more people. So practice makes perfect, and then you'll feel more more confident that you can do it.
0: Those are two wonderful answers, and and we will end there. I appreciate so much you taking the time uh, to share your expertise and perspective, Um, and we look forward to to having you on again in the future. Thank you, Lynn.
1: All right. Thanks, Kenny.
0: That's it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast. Again, we want to thank Lynn for her time. You can find her book, Facebook Party Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl on Amazon. You can also support us by rating us on iTunes or reaching out to us through MLM.com. We would love to hear your feedback and the topics you would like addressed. Finally, thanks to the MLM.com staff and especially Jana Bangeter and Adam Holdaway for their production support. I'm Kenny Rollins and look forward to you joining us next
1: time.